This podcast is not about grief. This podcast is about life, love, and finding yourself again after losing a child. I've been exactly where you are, and now I want to show you the road back to a life of your own. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Leanne. How are you doing? I've been quiet for a while. I'm sorry for that. I didn't release any new episodes last three weeks, I I believe. But here I am, back, talking to you, very happy to be here. Um, A lot has happened during these last weeks. Many of you know I I moved to Moscow end of last September, Um, but since the war in Ukraine broke out, we moved back to Latvia. So these last weeks, we've been um, moving and settling and (laughs) having a lot of anxiety, The move was swift and messy and stressful. And as much as I wanted to get out of Russia, I was also very sad about having to leave. I was just starting to make friends, having things to do. Finally, I was feeling that I'm enjoying it and things are going uphill. And boom, everything was over in just one day. So I had to leave without even saying goodbye and also my kids didn't get to say goodbye to their friends and all this this personal drama of course was just a topping of the general uh, distress and anxiety about the war because it was total shock that something like this could happen uh, in the middle of Europe in our days so total insane total shock and and while my first inclination was to push through everything and keep going in all fronts I, I realized that I can't because as much as I did want to say that I'm fine and everything is okay and I can do it all, I realized I couldn't because I wasn't okay and I'm still not okay. And you know what? That is fine. And that is what I want to talk to you about today, about not being okay and being okay, but not being okay. And and I want to talk about this for two reasons. Because first of all, as much as we don't doubt that um, uh, losing a child is a traumatic experience and we allow us um, to feel the loss and, 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 and be in the trauma and, 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 and do all what's necessary to survive it, even in, 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 in those situations after the first kind of the hardest time passes, we, we, we sometimes send, and I've done it, and many of my clients and people I know, we still try to push kind of fast forward um, just to be in a place where we are okay. And if we can't get to this place where we are okay, we at least we pretend that we are there for everyone else. And secondly, um, even having experienced the worst possible experience that any parent can experience losing a child, we still are not safe from other traumas of other hardships in our lives because human life is messy and there are going to be events that traumatize us. Maybe not to that extent as losing a child, but still. And And I strongly believe we need to be able to recognize them acknowledge them, accept them, and work through them kindly in a way that's healing, not in a way that destroys us, our mind, body, and the health. So for example, like like in my case now, 
having gone through a lot of changes these last weeks, a lot of stress, uncertainty, I had to cancel my plans and um, basically the life was totally upside down. And at first I tried to be okay. And also my friends, they kept on asking, how are you doing? And I was saying, I'm fine. I'm glad I'm home. We all are safe. But then I talked to a coach friend of mine and she said, come on, be gentle to yourself. You have experienced trauma and trauma is real. And and I started to think about it. First, I had huge resistance to what she said. I thought, what kind of trauma? Like, this is nothing. I've survived childless. We all are safe. And uh, and we were never in any real physical danger. So there is no trauma. And then after thinking about it a bit more and doing some research, I started to see that she actually might be right. Because I, I, I was... I was trying to pretend to be stronger than I felt. Um, I tried not to make a big deal out of it. I tried being okay because, you know, there are people who are having it worse. And also my husband seemed to be handling the whole situation more cheerfully. And so I almost felt ashamed that I'm not, that I'm so weak. But you know what? We all get to have our own experience. Because not only big scary events like losing a loved one, being abused, creates trauma. Trauma can also be created by by smaller events. And basically events and situations that exceed our personal capacity to cope disrupts disrupts our emotional functioning. And, and, and these events, they don't have to be life or uh, life-threatening or body integrity-threatening, but they, they, they <laughs> I probably can describe it as ego-threatening because they leave us feeling notably helpless. And uh, these examples are like conflicts, um, infidelity, divorce, relocation, like legal or financial troubles. And we are so readily to overlook these smaller traumas, to rationalize that this experience is so common and therefore what's the big deal and almost feel ashamed for our reactions that could be perceived as dramatic. So we try to brush them off. And also like we, we one, one very overlooked aspect of trauma is the accumulation because one one small trauma may not lead to a significant distress, but multiple compounded small traumas, if they happen close together, they can increase our distress and, and, and create trouble with emotional functioning. And it's really it's really proven that developing post-traumatic symptoms like experiencing trauma is by no means an indicator that we are a weak person or we are a dramatic person. It's okay to be shattered by life from time to time because that is out of our control. But where our control lies is what we do with it, what we do with the trauma, how we, how we process it, whether we avoid it or we process it. And in fact, usually the problems arise when we engage in the avoidance behaviors. And we all have different ones, as we laughingly say with our peer coaches, what's your poison? (laughs) 
So some of us avoid trauma with help of alcohol and food, and some of us engage in overworking, some of us isolate and sabotage our close relationships. We And we do all these things just to hide the, the fact that we are feeling stressed and that we are feeling bad. We do all these things to hide from the stress with the belief that if we are not looking at it, if we are not seeing it, 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 it is going to go away. And also we, we don't want to show others how weak we are, how full of drama we are. We, we feel, we take pride in when our friends and people we know call us strong-minded or tough. And it is proven that avoidance is actually what creates and maintains the, the trauma responses. So you can appear tough, but avoidance is not an effective way how to deal with, with trauma or hardship of life. So the other way to move through trauma is processing it. And, and when you are processing the trauma, it doesn't feel as efficient as avoiding because it requires for you to be so much more vulnerable. But processing is what is going to bring you peace. Processing is what is going to bring you back the ability to love your life and enjoy your life and people in your life again. So here I'm going to give you four, four short steps um, on how to process the trauma. I'm, I'm, I'm doing them. I'm working them right now. So I'm testing them on myself and, uh, and they are working. They are working wonders. So the first thing you do is just become aware of what is we create awareness by listening what is happening in our heads, listening to our thoughts, fears. And it's, it's very helpful to actually put them down on paper, so journal on them. And also, it's uh, important to become aware of what's happening in your body. Because sometimes you'll be feeling some things and sometimes you'll just be numb. And acceptance means being kind with you when you notice the avoidance behaviors and just being curious. Why do I want to drink or eat more than usually? What do I believe this, this drinking or eating is helping me with? And often we worry that we need to have it together to move forward. But in reality, the recovery starts with accepting what is and not judging it. Because as much as we want to be fine, it, um, it just can't happen in one day. So whether you fight it or you acknowledge it, it's going to be a process you have to live through. And second thing is actually validate your experience. The things you experienced were painful to you. The fact that someone else didn't see it like this doesn't matter. There are no two identical persons in the world. It was difficult. It was traumatic for you, period. You don't need to convince. You don't need to justify. You don't need to explain. And third thing, when we have had a traumatic experience, there are a lot of things going on in our heads. We think about the past. Uh, we worry about the future. There are all these regrets, fears. Your head is spinning, right? Uh, and that's why so many of us can't sleep, can't concentrate the tasks at hand. I really had this brain fog last couple of weeks when it's just 
fog and I, I there are all these thoughts spinning and I just can't do anything productive. If you are like me, uh, you've, you know, you've tried stopping them, but they just keep on spinning. So what you can do um, to start dealing with this, you can start introducing brief moments of being right here, right now. And you do that by just taking a pause and focusing on what is happening right now. What do I feel in the present? You focus on your breath for a minute. You focus on feeling things, on feeling your fingers, feeling your toes, hearing things, feeling things far away, hearing things close to you. And these moments are so important because of the way how brain works. Because what we focus on determines where we go next. So if we're focusing on our head spinning, we are just perpetuating the spinning thoughts. And if we are focusing on, on what is here, what is now, we start create the safety that in this moment, actually, it's it's we are okay, we are being fine. And even if these moments are very short, even if it's like a minute or even like 20 seconds, they're, they're so important because we teach our brain that it's also safe, that it's also fine again. And fourth thing I want to mention to you is be kind to yourself. Nothing has gone wrong. It is really, it is really okay sometimes not to be okay. That is the reality. Just accept it without shame, without guilt, without having to be somewhere else and be or being someone else. Because even after having lived through the worst experience and having survived it, we are not safe from the uncertainties and troubles in, in our lives and new hardships and new traumas. <laughs> That's just how the, how the human life is. But when we accept it with kindness, when we don't pretend, when we don't hide from things that are happening to us, we can work through them. We can feel them. And, and you know, we are strong, we are resilient, and we all have unlimited capabilities to grow, pivot, and love. That's all for this week. Talk to you soon. Bye. The two most important things that helped me to move through the grief and rebuild my life after I lost my son was community and coaching. And I now offer both of those to you, my listeners, for free. Just search Life After a Child Loss on Facebook and join my group. I do weekly live Q&As and share all my best tips and secrets right in there. Plus, there are bonuses from the podcast I post inside the group from time to time. I'll see you inside.